There are seven congressional rules that dictate what makes bourbon bourbon. This is all as of 1963. I'm just going to give you the first three because they're the ones that are, I think are most memorable and what you actually just really need to know. Welcome to the Sparkle Up podcast, the show for service industry people by service industry people. Whether you're just off a short-staffed lunch, a double, or a clopen, it's over. Now it's time to decompress and hopefully have some laughs. We can all vent and learn from each other. You are all awesome and we will prove that. So kick back, crack, or pack what you need and stab your tickets, please. Talking to you, Michael. We are your hosts, Cosmic Smash and Rainbow Pop, looking forward to telling our stories and hearing yours about the often shared experiences in the service industry. Whether you're new to the trade, a cynical seasoned vet, or no longer in, join us this week as we talk about the beautiful and messy grind of an underappreciated career, and more importantly, the human connections we have all made in it. Everything is noticeable. <laughs> it's like you don't want to talk because you're it's right. So it's so everything's so fucking clear. loud. Um, yeah. All right. I mean the Karens and the Kevins. The Karens and the Kevins. I mean we got a lot of that to talk about uh, for this episode. I just don't. I don't. I'm all for people wanting to be educated about what they're doing at a bar, right? Like what they want to experience, but. Ask correctly. Well, not only that, but like the person behind the bar, there's a higher percentage chance that they have the idea of what they're talking about. Right. Like, they may know better than maybe they don't. The casual. It's probably, I would say, probably ninety five percent of the time they're going to know more than the casual uh, libation the enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, yes. or the li- libation libationer. Yes, the libationy. Uh, <laughs> so. Trust your people, first off. And honestly, what I'm excited about it for this one is that yeah. we've got somebody that's really going to educate, like actual. I mean, yeah. she's just, um, she's been doing it for a long time. She's got a lot of knowledge uh, just built in there now to a point where it's just, um, it's, it's really an, incredible. Yeah, it's an instructional episode. Yeah, um, instructional and of course fun. We're going to fuck off a bit. Well, right. But I mean, it's one of those things where just like, it's almost like she's teaching a class without having to think about it because she just starts talking about it and knows what she's talking about. And is passionate about it, which is, you know, that obviously leads to a better experience every time, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, that's what it takes, too. I mean, like, if you're ever going to be good at anything, if there's no passion, you're not going to keep doing it. Right. Or you can keep doing it, but just never, you know, anybody can pour draft beer. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, mean, like, there but, is a fun. I mean, there is a fun to being the draft beer pourer for. Well, sure, nights, but you know, but, on the other side of that, like, I had a a guy from Anheuser Busch come to a bar that I worked at at one point and told all the bartenders about what a beer clean glass was. Right, I remember you describing that to me. You know, and so it's like one of those things. Like, yeah, okay, it's draft beer, but that that guy obviously was passionate about it, so. There's a lot that can go into like what a draft beer is and how it's supposed to be served and yeah. the glassware and the lines and the temperature and like yeah you know the the length of the the draft line right can be an issue and obviously that's why they came up with like the glycol system but like 
there's a lot of that shit that people don't even know. They're just like, I don't, uh, Bud Light. Right. You I know? mean, it's <laughs> like, that's, there's a, there's two different styles. And I mean, I'm 100%, I wouldn't say guilty, but I definitely have two ways that I would drink. You know, there's nights where I want to go out and have a fucking time where I just get drunk. I'm drinking to get drunk. Sure. Yeah. I'm not drinking for the flavor of PBR. Right. Sometimes. Necessarily. <laughs> but, well, I mean, like, just as an example. But Yeah, exactly. And then there's the times that I'm like, I want to go out. I want to find out, like, I haven't tried. At this point, what? I mean, I've probably tried oh, less than 10% beers. of everything available. <laughs> I you know? know? I don't know. I would, I would imagine it's got to be very small, like the percentage compared to what is available, right? I, no, I would disagree with that. You I think would I've say had more like than that? 75 plus percent no way of all like spirits available yeah and and just, beers and just, like oh well now beers okay once you start adding everything in it just i mean spirits is one thing but i do like to go out and learn about something new i do like yeah. to have that experience or have a good cocktail and actually sit there and experience it exactly right? like where just, I, I don't need it fucking now i'll wait <laughs> Please just take your time. Make right. it the way you know to make it. As, I'm going to call you chief and I'm going to snap my fingers oh my and <laughs> I need it now. And also, you don't actually know what it is. So I'm going to let you know how good, uh, you know, Jack Daniels whiskey is. Like, right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. Like, we're going to get into some of that for sure with our guest today. Um, and honestly, I don't know that uh, that there's anything that she's offered in my in my past and knowing her for the years I have where mm. I didn't learn something, you know, hanging out and trying something new and she's been around. I, I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's yeah, got so much it, knowledge. And it's not like it comes across as like preachy or, or kind of uh, necessarily instructional, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, so there's this about that. And it's just because he, she gives a shit, so she, like, pours her mind into it and like, what yeah. can I learn about it? And what's the history of all of it? Why does it exist? And, you know, it's, I mean, like nobody thinks about like Jim Beam's been around since 1795, which is insane. I mean, that's so, yeah, we're looking at like 230 almost years. Mm -hmm. And anywhere you go, Jim Beam tastes like Jim Beam every single time. Yeah. So that's no small feat in and of itself. And then, you know, the fact that she can go back, you know, pre-Civil War times and talks okay, about yeah. like why certain things exist and the way that they came into being is just, it's badass. It, it's badass. It's badass. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I think one of my favorite things with, with her is how honest she is. And then all of a sudden it's like you're getting... You're getting a like official education at the same time. Yeah, and I think that what's cool is that like, you know, the way that she can do so everybody has that side, I think, as bartenders is like you can do it the the fun way, which is like, shut up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then you can do it the way that she does it, because she has that I mean, we all have that judgmental fire in us or whatever, but you know, the way that she talks about things and explains things, it's just you know, there's no um, contentiousness, if that's a word. Um, there's there's no like, no. there's no, there's no like, hey, I'm smarter than you type of attitude. It's just right. like, 
so here's this and this is why and you know it's like if you want to listen and learn you can learn a lot well fuck i think on that note let's just uh take our quick break and bring her in let's do it hey guys Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to creating more content and helping the uninitiated learn about the service industry world. If you are enjoying the show, please do share, like, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com. That's with two Ps. We will be releasing merch soon as well. And if you are really enjoying the show, you can go to our Patreon to show your support. There's a link on our site, and we have many levels to choose from. Thanks again. Now back to the show. All right, and let's welcome in uh, Claire. Claire, good to have you here today. Um, our past, let's see, I met you back when you were living in a house, and I got to play some house hockey around the Christmas time with uh, brooms and a small... I don't remember what kind of ball. It was like a Super Bowl or something. Yeah, something like that. I still have video of that. Uh-huh. No, yeah, that one was a good one. That was a good holiday. Um, but I've known you now for well over a decade. Um, wow. Happened to be dating the guy that is, you know, my actual blood brother. So that also go. helps on knowing. Um, but I know we did also do some work together back at the block for a little bit. Um, but you, goodness, you're, you've got tons of different experiences. But uh, how are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. Exhausted. Yeah. I uh, wasn't supposed to work last night, and then I got asked to work. Get the call in. Yeah. I had literally just eaten an edible, so it was a real fun shift. <laughs> oh, boy. That's always a good start. But, like, honestly, though, <laughs> here's the thing. This is why I'm exhausted, because this was the highest sales that they had had thus of far course. to date. And it was just me, Pat, Pete's brother, and uh, a server person. Oh. And oh, so you were over at Vandy yesterday. I was at Vandy. Yeah. Okay. And I was running service and just got fisted. Smacked. <laughs> just, just bent Ugh. over. It oh, sucks. Up to the elbow. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brutal. I, woke, I, I know your brother's feeling it even worse than me because he's limping around. But right. Oh, yeah. He was slow this morning for sure. It was. It was rough. Now, yeah. how late do you guys stay open there? Uh, we are Fridays and Saturdays open until midnight. Yeah. The rest of the week, I think it's like 10, 11. I don't actually technically work. Right. There. Yeah. You're the, you're calling. Yeah. Uh, I'm the mercenary. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. These days I, I'm a mercenary a lot. So. Yeah. Hey, that's Come the way to do it. Bring the closer in and hammer down. <laughs> I mean, even the server was like, I'm really happy you were here because you can make like 10 drinks at a time mm -hmm. where our other bartender makes one drink at a time. And Can't like, have that happen. Like, no, Not when you're busy. No. You got to crush when you're busy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You get them in, get more sales. Let's roll. Oh, it was, I love I love that shit, though. Like, I sure. love to be able to get the tickets, line all the drinks up. Hey, I got these people that just walked in. What can I get you? Oh, you want another French 75? I'm just going to double this tin up. Yeah, like, you exactly. want, like, another one of these cocktails? I'm going to double this tin up. Boom, 10 drinks. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like... Fit as much as you can in when you know you got it all to make anyway. Oh, it's the best. Especially when you're like running service and you don't actually have to talk to people or oh, interact. It's the best. Just put your head down. Yep. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> just For go sure. <laughs> barrel through. Exactly. Like that's some of the stuff that I it was definitely preferential for me doing it. It was just like I I have an enjoyable time interacting with the guests, but yeah, 
it's it's nice. It's like being in the dish pit, right? You can just go. I mean, well, you can't put your headphones in or whatever, but you know, you can just go hammer out. You can now. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you can pot up. When I, uh, you remember a couple summers ago, I was during 2021. I don't know, whatever. My sister, she's the executive chef of a catering company here in town, and they were looking for like a a handyman, not handyman, like a utility person. Right. So I'd go work for her for like $15 an hour, a couple hours here, a couple yeah. hours there. I was pretty much just the dishwasher dish <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I was stoked. I didn't have to talk to anybody. Exactly. I could put podcasts on. Mm-hmm. I could just like, there's a huge pile of shit from like over the weekend and thousands of people that they fed or whatever. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I got it. Yeah. Y'all go over there. I'm mm-hmm. just going to spend just eight hours here. Yeah, here. I'll just crush. Yeah. Yep. Knock it out. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times of like, sometimes the like, I don't know what to call it other than like, almost the serenity of the dish Absolutely. pit, right? Like it's, the it's, serenity yeah. of the dish mm-hmm. pit. It's like, it, it may be chaotic, but it's your chaos, right? You can yeah. just, you'll handle it. It's your chaos. You can control it. You just have, the only thing that you have in front of you is that next tax. Right. Next Task. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> said twenty minutes. You know. Hey. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the only thing in front of you is that next task. It doesn't right. matter anything else that's going on around you. And it's no. very, like you said, very zen to mm-hmm. just hone in and like, oh, this task done. Like next, yeah. next, mm-hmm. next, next, Come next, on. next. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how did you initially get into the business? And how long have you been in it? I know. That's a look. Shit. That's a look right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are you native St. Louisan? No. Okay. No, huh? So my mother. That means you don't get to ask which high school I went to. Damn it. I know, right? <laughs> what is it with St. Louis? I love that. Like, uh, oh, yeah? Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> there's two ways you could take it. Super negative, super positive. Yeah. I try to go for like, who do you know? Who do yeah. you know that I know? Mm-hmm. But there's definitely another oh. aspect of it that's oh, like super sure. judgmental. But then again, we're all ex-industry and or bartenders. Well, us three yeah. here. So we're judgmental just by nature. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, come Can't on. confirm. Uh, so, okay. I'm born and raised. Yeah. Uh, my mom, actually, fun fact, in the late 60s, she lived in the Haight-Ashbury district in San Francisco. Oh, wow. She opened this place called The Other Cafe that uh, Robin Williams got a start at. Damn, wow, that's cool. Nice. What yeah, right? Cool shout out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, so she came back and she started this restaurant with my grandparents called Soulard's Restaurant. It was down in Soulard at 7th and Soulard. Oh, Been yeah. around for like something like 35, 40 years. Grew wow. up going there. My dad was a chef or not a chef, but a cook in the uh, Coast Guard. And um, my, and he always loved to cook. And then my sister has been the executive chef of a catering company for like 40 years at this point. Wow. So I was just born and raised. Yeah, you're kind of born into it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, also this place, uh, my sister started one of the first like terror mm-hmm. part of that movement. Yeah. So she was one of the, she was one of the first places in the city of St. Louis to have Schlafly on tap. Oh, nice. Man. Yeah. At Sunflower Cafe back on That's so in, crazy, on Pershing, too. But, yeah. yeah, because it's like, it's so pervasive. You know, people don't even think about it. You see it all over yep. the country, really. And they're like, but it didn't used to it be had a to, thing. Yeah, it had it to start had somewhere. To, exactly. It had to oh. start somewhere. I do remember in high school, like, uh, Duff's that that was working at with Pat and all the other people. Hopefully, we'll bring on here soon. Uh. But uh, 
we we were one of the other ones that got Schlafly yeah. on tap, and That's it was crazy. a big deal. Like yeah. it was a huge deal. And then at every like Christmas party and shit like that, they'd always get like an extra keg and just let it rip Never for really all the employees yeah. and everything. It was cool. I mean, it's crazy to think that like, and this plays into whiskey and everything we're going to talk about, yeah. but it he, draft beer or not draft beer, but like anything that wasn't mainstream, anything that wasn't a domestic, wasn't a thing. Same with wine. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all steakhouses were the same, you know, all restaurants, you either had the option of like a divey place for like local, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, I, I grew up going to Applebee's and Chevy's and, yeah. you know, chains. all the chains, right? And yeah. that was, that was a nice night out. Yeah, and for then, sure. Yeah. And yeah. then, you, you know, want to go get kicked out of an Applebee's, we sure as shit can't. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do like a dollar margaritas or something late night. But like as time like went on, like no one goes to chains anymore. It's no. all like you want to support your local establishments. Absolutely. And they become more varied and they become more of an experience and fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was why, you know, today I was like, oh yeah, we should go see Tony over at Grand Pierre and nice. uh, Tony and Jamie so over good. there. And it's, it's, Shout out Grand Pierre. Yeah, for so sure. Grand Pierre. It says on the sign, and it is no joke, best pancakes in St. Louis. Oh, my God. For sure. Barb, Barb makes them good pancakes. Barb makes some solid pancakes. <laughs> Barb makes some solid pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like everything's a little bit different. It's got its own unique flair. Um, and yeah, bouncing around. I mean, you can't, at this point, we can't even get to the mall, right? Like, nope. Maybe once a year, if you were to just like every time you want it out, go somewhere different and you still wouldn't hit them all. No, but that's great. You know, it's a good problem to have. So when you started though, I mean, I know you kind of grew up in it. What was your first or kind of initial like foray into being behind the bar? I mean, I'm I'm guessing, you know, it's Uh, not really probably when you were 21, if you were around it that much, but it was 21 years old on Mardi Gras. Damn. So we have like the second largest Mardi Gras in the country, in the country behind New Orleans. This wasn't shortly, but this is probably about five years after, um, Katrina. So like it still hadn't built back up down there. They still partied, but it wasn't the same number of people because they didn't have the infrastructure. Yeah. So for a while there, we were the, the largest Mardi Gras in the country. That's a quick way to cut your teeth, right? Like you, This is where I learned that people were stupid. Oh God. <laughs> I definitely want to have that conversation with you because we had it last night with uh, this girl that works at another restaurant. And yeah, we spent probably 15 minutes on the Karens, the campers, the menu waivers. Like, oh, God. But the, the, Marty, snappers, the snappers. Yeah, the everybody knows Boss. about the snappers. Or I'm sure you get like, hey, babe. Uh, or, hey, 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 darling. Darling. Hey, oh, God, what is it? The hey, shitty. Sweetie. Hey, babe. Hey, like. Uh, yeah, Han. Sweetie. Han. Yeah. Clap. The pet names. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about the pet oh, names shit. several times. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Sparkle Cheers. up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So when you did get in, like, and you started doing bartending, you cut your teeth at fucking Mardi Gras of all places, which well, that's yeah, a nightmare I mean, on its own. A- yeah. Yeah, it's a great way to know if you can make it or not, because the next thing you go into, you're like, oh, this is fucking easy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And and then and then kind of give us just, I guess, a rundown on because at this point you've become an, quite the expert in especially whiskey, but spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just give us a rundown on how it went from 
Mart- bartending fucking <laughs> drunk ass shitty Soulard Mardi Gras M- Mardi Gras to being an expert in a field. Um, I was working at the block in Webster and I had a guest, a couple of regulars come in. Um, they were really into Angels and Rye. Mm-hmm. And for me at that time, like any other bartender, I'm a I'm drinking a beer and I'm taking shots of Jameson, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's what we did. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that's so. gonna be a common theme coming through. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> shots of Jameson, Just industry beers standard. And shots of Jameson, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, I mean, before that, it was grandma's. But I was oh, happy yeah. for the Jamie, oh, yeah. the grandma days. I worked at a place where that's yeah, all we did was rip grandma. Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? Anyways, <laughs> it's um, delicious. So I, <laughs> I mean, quick non sequitur, dude. I used to work at a place where we were so fucking busy, we might only do like one or two shots a night, and I would make us liquid cocaine's. Because I was like, I need it. It needs to last. It's terrible, but we got to get through this. And I'll set the building on fire if I don't have oh. something happen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how bad it got. Anyway, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Angels MD Rye. If it, you don't know anything about Angels MD Rye, it is a seven and nine year aged, ninety five percent rye, five percent malted barley, rye whiskey. It is then rested or finished. Uh, up to 18 months in f- Franco-Caribbean rum barrels. There you go. Good oh. golly. Yeah. So you get a lot of maple, you get a lot of toffee. It's on the sweeter mm-hmm. side. Caramely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Butterscotch, toffee, mm-hmm. all that. Anyways, that's like now, 15 years later that I can say that. At that point in time, I was like, oh, well, I'm... <laughs> I mean, that's good. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was like, that's good stuff. Like, I don't do that. No. I do shots of Jameson because I don't taste it. Yes. Cause, well, because I had that one time in high school. Like, I mean, we all did, right? Yeah. Well, okay, middle school, let's be honest. <laughs> but, you know, oh. you have that one time, right? So, like, I don't do shots to taste it. I do shots to forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So... They decided yeah, so to kill the customer. Yeah, right? They decided <laughs> to buy me a pour. And what he said to me was like, do not shoot this. You right. are not allowed to shoot this. You taste it. You sip it. You do not yeah, shoot. Savor it. Yeah. Enjoy this. Right. So I was like, all right, dude, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, after work, I sat down and I was like, all right. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking then, life changing. I mean, but like, here's the thing. Angels of Mirai is so <coughs> different. Finished Rye is so different from a lot of other things on the market. So there's a big gap between that and, and say, Jim Beam. Oh, it's yeah. Because of that run yeah. finish, right? So like, it took me a while. But once I realized that you could have an experience like that, mm-hmm. like that little light bulb in my head of like, oh, shit, this is good. Yeah, there's something to this. Right? Somebody put some thought into this. Right. Why? Yeah. What mm-hmm. like, What was the reasoning? This is, I've never had anything. I didn't know liquor could mm-hmm. taste this good. Right. Could have that much um, complexity, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the big thing. Yeah. When we're doing it, especially when we're younger, early 20s, into, you know, of course, the, those of us that were drinking underage all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't. You're not drinking for taste. You're drinking to f- get fucked up. Yeah, and yeah. I'm once you age. realize that it can be that complex, it's kind of it's kind of changing. You're like, oh, I can actually sit and enjoy this without mm-hmm. being hammered. Yeah, yeah. It was a enlightening moment, and that's kind of after that, I ended up getting a gig, a bartending over at Gamlin Whiskey House 
shortly okay. around that time. So it all kind of like convalesced and the right you know, kind of tied in. So at at the time, Gamlin Whiskey House had the most whiskeys um, west of the Mississippi. Holy cow! Yeah, we yeah. had over eight hundred different whiskeys. Jesus! And this was shit. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. How old am I? I don't know. <laughs> two thousand like fourteen. Okay. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So like six, seven, eight years ago. Man, that's. No small thing, right? No. I, mean, I mean, and even then, it was right at the beginning, not at the beginning, but like halfway through, halfway to the halfway point, or if we're even at the halfway point at this point in time of this like whiskey spirit renaissance that we're all enjoying. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it had already hit with like new cocktails in the early 2000s. This was like the second part of it, and they kind of capitalized on it in the Central West End neighborhood. Yeah. Crushed it. So I walked into that bar. I saw over 800 whiskeys, and I was like, dude. And then we had to go through like actual education. Like we had to oh, take God, tests yeah. and all sure. of this on like the basics of whiskey. Yeah, you can't have 800 nope. without having without some study. Kind of knowledge, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, the difference between bourbons and rye, the difference between Irish, Scotch, Canadian, yeah. American. All the blends. All the blends, if that mm -hmm. count, whatever, all of that yeah. stuff, right? And um, so I got that. And then nights when I was bored, I would just be like, eeny, meeny, meeny. No meeny, doubt. Mo. I mean, you could forever. <laughs> and then just note what am I getting on the nose? Mm -hmm. What am I getting on the palate? Like, yeah. all at of that point, were you finish. even like taking notes and shit too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the first uh, whiskeys that I eeny, meeny, miny, moe is still one of my absolute favorites today. It's a uh, Pikesville. Pikesville six-year bottle in the bond uh, rye whiskey. Yeah, from I, don't know. I, I don't even know about I'm that. I'm familiar yeah. with that, actually. I did, it's about a $50 bottle. Yeah, I did uh, a rye tasting. I used to be a liquor sales rep, and we did a rye tasting at a, like a... Not a grocery store, but like a liquor store, kind yeah. of like Friar Tuck, sort of. Like a Randall's or something. Yeah, it was down in Springfield. It's called Macadoodles. Mac I yeah. know Roger. I know I'm... Roger. I picked a I picked a single barrel for them for Angel's Envy last summer. Nice. Yeah. I went down to the Pineville one. Yeah, the Pineville store. Yeah. It's like the largest, uh, or it's the highest it's... volume off-premise um, account in the state of Missouri. Yeah. Which was. What? My buddy like, actually why still. Why the fuck am I going down to Pineville? No again? shit, it's what? fucking Walmart. Who the fuck is what it is? Yeah, because Walmart. Like, you get there. Oh yeah. That's because yeah, corporate headquarters is down in like Bella Vista or whatever. So it's right can I, there, can and I they lean can't. This back, sorry. Yeah, do what you want to do. Can't touch yeah, get, the get set. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, there's good. no like. There's no recliner part with. No, you just scooch it. Oh, you just scooch it. But you're against the wall. There you go. But yeah, you're just up against the wall. So like, I got a footrest if you want it. No, it's okay. Okay. I, I most of the time like public bathrooms like I can't touch the ground. Like, oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, yay! Yeah, I'm that's going potty. <laughs> I'm five four, by the way. I just uh, right. Yeah, just not I'm not that short. I just have very short appendages. <laughs> well, that's all right. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I kind of got into whiskey. Started to at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pikes feels so good. Oh, we're gonna have to, yeah. gonna have to pick up something then. That was that was one of those nice. ones that I. I was like, we did Rywan, Pikesville. I can't even remember. There was, uh, I think, a, fuck, I don't remember. It was a, a bourbon that like did an offshoot rye, where, but that's the one that stood out to me. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. It was one of the first ones that I had eeny meeny miny mode. Oh, that's a strong <laughs> and, call. Uh, yeah, 110 proof. Like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you 
but you, I was like, like, like said, all if right. you just sip it and oh my god it's just yeah it's heaven hill and anything that heaven hill does there's not well okay that's not true but <laughs> for the most part like 99 yeah. of the stuff that i've had from them i have been blown away by oh so yeah like we're gonna dive in here i think now where it's time to maybe look at uh some of the things and one of the first things that Pat mentioned it in his interview with us and we wanted to get your take because we know that you've experienced this a ton. Oh yeah. But he mentioned the idea of whiskey bros and that how that's one of his least favorite type of people currently. One of his bugaboos. <laughs> um, so tell us what you know about whiskey bros as far as like, what does that mean? Who's a whiskey bro? Oh, are you familiar with the term woo girl? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Woo! Uh-huh. Okay, so instead of calling them whiskey bros, I'd call them woo boys. Woo boys. Woo boys. I love it. So, woo girls, in my head, again, I said earlier, bartenders are judgmental fucks. Right, right? absolutely. Woo, yeah. girls, woo girls suck, though. Yeah, it, so do woo boys. Yeah, I mean, it's not a stereotype if you don't back it up, and boy, do they back it up. They suck. <laughs> Anyways, one of their favorite phrases in, in my, my long history of experience is, can I get a Tito's and vodka? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Can I get because, a club and soda? Yeah. <laughs> can I get a Tito's... No, no. It's fucking vodka. It's you can get get do you want Tito's and soda? Yeah. Is that what you want? I know what you want. <laughs> Jesus, Just fuck. fucking say it right. Anyways, and it's it's the same thing every single fucking time. Do you every have Tito's? Time. Can I get a Tito's and vodka? You have Tito's, yeah. right? Can I get a Tito's and soda? Like, lemon uh-huh. and lime? Can I have extra lime? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tito's became the fucking like, worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. So imagine me working at a whiskey bar that has known and been written up all over the country. Whiskey bar in a touristy area. Do you have Blanton's? You have Blanton's, right? Who have Blanton's? You have to have Blanton's. Do you have right. Blanton's? I went to the oh Kentucky Derby once. Do you have that? <laughs> Good God. I, just, I saw it on this show and I have to have it. Do you have Blanton's? Ugh. Everybody with Can you imagine working for Blanton's, though? You'd be like... I'll take all customers, whatever. I mean, they do. I mean, well, Blanton's is actually owned by a Japanese company, believe it or not. But Sazerac still makes it. Is it Suntory? Uh, No, No. it is. Oh, shit. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. It's tea. It's like Takeshi or something. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Suntory bought Beam, right? Yeah. Yeah, Suntory. It's it's, um, Jim Beam Suntory. Right. Yeah, they merged or whatever. AB and Bev. (laughs) We'll leave you guys the name. Still a little bitter. I know. Hey. If the rich kids didn't blow it all, whatever. Right. <laughs> Fucking that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're looking that what, up, yeah, like, uh, so. Woo boys. Oh, yeah, woo boys. Okay, so yeah. here's the deal. We'll get up later. Woo boys and woo girls. Like, yeah. they're Tito's Blanton's. I've, I've, since I was working at Gamlin, Tito's is the equivalent of Blanton's to me. Mm-hmm. I know that price point, not the same. I right. don't give a shit about that. No. Um, Flavor, spirit, absolutely no, no right. not the same, right? It's not about that. It's about the people that order it and how they order it. Yeah, absolutely. So like Blanton's single barrel, one of the, it was the first ever single barrel release in the 80s, right? Yeah. Like cool as shit, cool looking bottle. You can do the collectible thing with right. the tops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really like interactive experience. Yeah. And it's because it's a single barrel, it's it's a limited quantity, right? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But however, however, <laughs> it's the same fucking people. 
Do you have Blanton's? So it, with all that said, Blanton's is great. It's yeah. it's it's a decent bourbon for its price point. I actually think it's a little overpriced, but that's yeah. neither right, here yeah. nor there. Yeah. People will pay like $250 for the $60 bottle because it's that quote unquote good. It's not. It's that limited. <laughs> it's not. It's that limited. It's that it, it has this mystique around it that you have to have it kind of like... Tito's is gluten free. The fuck, every all single goddamn vodkas. distilled spirit yeah. is gluten free. All, all yeah. distilled spirit, spirits. Well, yeah, I mean, I could go off. I on, get, I'm angry. I know. I'm I hear you. Heated. Getting fired up. I'm getting I a little you. heated now. It's all right. We're gonna. We want some of that. We want some, yeah, exactly. some fired upness right now. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Amaro Montenegro, our soon-to-be sponsor and favorite cordial sip for any occasion. Beyond every team, there is a story. A good team isn't made overnight. A connection like this is rare, but when you find it, there's nothing like it. Open up and settle in. Hashtag, Hashtag friendship, friendship calling. calling. Oh, man. I don't know how many times I've... This is ridiculous, but I don't know how many times I've worked at this fine dining place and people are like, well, yeah, can I get it? the pasta, but the gluten-free? And we did carry like gluten-free pastas for people. And I would go back and the chef would be like, yeah, we're out. I'm like, fuck them. <laughs> like, oh. they're getting the fucking pasta they get. Oh, does your tummy hurt? Don't eat eight pounds of fucking cream sauce. Yeah. Like, what do you, I mean. So I'm technically gluten-free. I have a gluten intolerance. And see, right? that's different, and right? And I can deal with that shit, but. When what, people have that thing, right? But somebody's like, it's like the woo girl, though, that's uh, asking about the gluten-free. gluten-free people that aren't celiac. Exactly. So I try, nowadays, that was a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God, no, I hated it. And then I became gluten, like, intolerant. I was like, fuck. Yeah, come on. Goddamn bunny bread, dude. Well, I mean, you can definitely have all the Tito's you want, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe none. Maybe none. None Tito's. Maybe not. Yeah. So when when you've got these, like, woo boys boys and they're (laughs) clamoring for their their Blantons that is actually hard to get because everybody buys it up as soon as it is released. It would be so awesome to be like, yeah, we're out. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. Yes. When you get to tell somebody no. We don't oh, yeah. have it. <sighs> Favorite like word orgasmic. in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> right? But like, how do you how do you like handle their misinformation on that? Like if even if it is good, it is good. We and know maybe that. it's not just Blanton's, right? But somebody like that's somebody wants the pappies. Oh, you don't have pappies. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Listen. Like- <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Fifteen year bourbon is the only one that's worth your fucking money. All right. And the thirteen year family reserve rye. Save your money. Don't even worry about it. Like, there's so many better options for you out there for a cheaper price. Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing. When people get stuck on something, Blanton's, Pappy, those kinds of things, it, they forget that there are other options that are very, very good. Um, Evan Williams single barrel. It tastes like toasted marshmallows for like, it's like 35 bucks. And it has an age statement on it. Holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you pass that up for something like Blanton's that like, it's like the wannabe thing. That's like the, I'm new. That's the new rich. Yeah. You know, like not the, like it's just, it's kind of, it's good. I I have a single barrel of it at home, you know, but it's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been in that mindset of just like, whatever everybody's doing, I want to do not that. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like same, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a fucking woo boy. I, we went another non sequitur. 
We went to a show in Nashville, like 2012. Oh, this was great. And we'll cover this in a sparkle short. But I remember going to the bar where the show was going to be. And we, we went up there and we were like, uh, two PBR, two Jameson. She's like, oh, that's a real hipster order. I was like, fuck you. We're bartenders. Right. Like, hipster like, order. Like, hipster we're not order. dressed like hipsters. I don't have a fucking, I don't have mustache wax. Like, <laughs> I don't reek of bourbon cologne. You know, <laughs> your but brother. I, I swear to I know, God, he's on a new kick right now. He's, he is on he's a bourbon cologne. Uh, he's every cologne right he's now. He's every cologne. Oh, we gotta and give him the. the we gotta wax. give him the Duke, uh, like solid cologne. I showed him it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the little tin where you just kind of. Yeah, put it you on. saw that. Oh he's, damn it! Uh, we created a monster. Why, we did. We created a monster. It's your fault. Uh, probably. <sighs> damn us. It's probably my fault. <laughs> I did go with him, but anyway. So, like you were talking about how great it feels to tell somebody no. Oh God. How great is it to be perceived as somebody that doesn't know their shit. And then the woo boy comes in trying to talk about pappies or blends or whatever it is. And you're like, or even angels envy at that point and be like, let me explain something to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I used to get in arguments all the time about what makes bourbon bourbon about it has to be from the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. about oh I would get in so many arguments with people and it's not really arguments okay I, I'm gonna preface this by saying that like I'm a consummate professional right sure. when Absolutely. I tell people no it's not like no get fucked it's no this like, is us off I'm work I'm so sorry I <laughs> exactly. don't you know yeah blah 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 but we do have da 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 yada yada but internally you're like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, jack me off. Like, yeah, like can't see I'm doing the jack off. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. No, no. Suck my dick. No, no. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I don't yeah. care how much money you throw at me. Yeah. Um, so, but a lot of the same woo boys uh, would really like to tell me what I know about whiskey. <laughs> oh, God. That's so, like a worse version wrong. of the yeah, and then, <laughs> and then be wrong, and then be wrong. But that's <laughs> like a worse version of yeah. a of a mansplaining, right? Like they assume your knowledge, like they assume they know mm-hmm. what you've yeah. studied. Actually, yeah, they made a decision before they get there. They're like, oh well, off I've, off I of mean, reading like three Instagram I fucking things. Know better than <laughs> exactly. everybody. Yeah, you know? exactly. One of my favorite nights with that. Um, there's a legendary gentleman in the city of St. Louis that's been in the industry. His name's Ray Edwards. He's also known as the Godfather. Oh. The Godfather. Okay. Um, he older. Yeah. Gray. Yeah. Definitely older. So we were on a bar together one night. Kind of busy, whatever. And he, everybody kept, all the men would come in and they kept going to him. Right. They kept going to him, and he he kept telling them to talk to me because I know more than him. Yeah, like, that's you need to talk awesome. to her. It's fucking yeah. amazing. Like, yeah, over there. No, you know, you like, need to talk to her. Like she I know knows. a few things. She knows more, way more than me. Like, talk to her, yeah. and I was like, well, we also didn't get along because we're both Type A personalities. That was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for one night, but, uh, uh, but yeah, no, it was one of those moments where I'm like, and. Thank you. That was my first like foray into being like, all right, respect. Like, I appreciate that you're showing me respect mm-hmm. to my knowledge, my effort that I've put into like yeah. learning about these things. And yes, it does take a lot of drinking, but and time. Mm-hmm. But like the time that I've put into like take all these notes and taste all these things and like really 
to think about the uh, word association and word and flavor associations. Exactly. That's a lot harder than people to give credit to. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you well, have to be you able give to give a shit, right? Yeah. I mean, like you can't do that if you don't fucking care. Right. And I mean, at this point, just cause I've, I've known how much you have collected books, read them, studied what you've done to the point where talking to you, I mean, sometimes half of it goes over my head even, you know, like, <laughs> but I know that at this point, like it's pretty, practically a fucking degree of what you've studied in yeah. spirits. I mean, maybe, no. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm not as, so what I know is a drop in the bucket of what there is to know. Of course, though. Which is nuts to consider, because I know I know a lot, but I also, at the same time, know I know jack shit. I'm a bourbon executive steward, so, I mean, there's a couple of accreditation programs throughout the country. However, I personally feel that uh, the Save and Thief Society or Moonshine University is one of the more legit ones, as opposed to the one that's down in... Um, Austin, Texas, and they just do a bunch of YouTube shit. <laughs> but <Right. laughs> but the, here's why. Because I've seen master distillers from distillery, because it's based in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I've seen master distillers and other distillers from other places take classes there. Go there, yeah. For yeah, like right. random things. So why would educate. I, yeah. yeah, why would I like not put more stock in that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But I, so I am a bourbon executive steward. So I do, I have done the process, gone through the whole things, but there's still so many things that I just like the science of it. Oh right. yeah. It's Absolutely. fucking fascinating. And that's the thing. Like I, I, you say, you know, a drop in the bucket of what there is to know. And yet that drop in the bucket that you do possess is already greater than I would say like 95% of the people that are coming in to order anything. Oh Yeah. At least that, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. But like, what's really yeah. cool though is when you get, it's my favorite aspect of it is when you get people that have no idea what they're talking about and they know they don't know what they're talking about and they're there to learn. They yeah. want to have that light bulb come on behind their eyes. Yeah. They want to have that experience. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the ways I could sit and figure out to differentiate bet- between the two is if someone walks up, do you have Blanton's? <laughs> or if someone like sits down I don't and, know like, bro yeah, what's right? behind me look at the fucking wall jackass yeah. um, or nope if- we're out <laughs> pouring a Blanton's in the service well <laughs> none for you don't get no Blanton's for you yeah. um, but if they sit down and they're just staring at the wall like they're overwhelmed I'm like alright what, have- what do you normally drink let's, let's have an, a conversation mm-hmm. right because that's what bourbon and whiskey is essentially meant to be. It's supposed to be something that you sip to allow yourself to be with friends and to have conversations, Absolutely. have experiences and yeah. learn and grow together. It's, it's a community spirit. I feel personally. Definitely. I like that. Yeah. I think it's a perfect segue for like what our next question we were hoping that you'd cover with us is, is for those that are, you know, wanting to learn, wanting to see something different. Uh, maybe think through this one first and then we'll go to the next step. But like, yeah. what would you say? Let's maybe three. I know there's a, a, a plethora of choices, right? But like maybe pick three good whiskeys. Let's say we'll st- stick to bourbon since that's really your specialty of what are ones for like somebody trying to get into it. They're yeah, like, like a starter I, pack. Like I like bourbon, but I don't know shit and I'd like to learn more and I want to start somewhere. What's like a three yeah, starter pack. Okay, so uh, let's kind of rewind that a little bit. Okay. I don't really know who your audience is going to be. 
anyone. Right. So therefore, I'm going to do a quick ABCs, one, two, threes of what like bourbon is and how to differentiate. Perfect. Because a lot of people don't understand, don't know the difference between bourbon and just whiskey and whiskey and bourbon and scotch and all of that. Right. 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 So some of the easiest ways I've put to kind of make it click for people is you have to kind of think of it like all Chardonnays are wine, but not all wines are Chardonnay. All Cabernets are wine, not all wines are Cabernet, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All Hefeweizen are all, all lagers are beer, but not all beers are lager. Sure. All stouts are beer, but not all beers are stouts. Guinness, Budweiser, exactly. yada yada, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, Budweiser made in St. Louis is actually a German style beer, sure. right? There are stouts made in the U.S. that are actually like stouts are an Irish style of beer, right? Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have those regional differences too. Same thing, you know, beer is that top of that um, umbrella. Mm-hmm. It trickles off into regions and it also trickles off into styles. And then you have styles and regions that can kind of coalesque. And then you have um, whatever, lagers and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Same thing with wine. Regional varieties, mm-hmm. grapes, oh, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. Same thing with whiskey. Mm-hmm. You have your Scotch in Scotland. You have your Irish whiskey in Ireland. Even in Scotland, you can differentiate single malt like blends to yeah. different regions. Canadian whiskey is different than American than bourbon. Like it's all well, like you talked about earlier. It's like you know, it's the terroir, right? It's the terroir. Yeah, you make you make what you make where you are. Yeah. So yeah. Well, oh, there's, there's def- a bunch of history to that too. It's kind of really fucking cool. But anyway, <laughs> bourbon. Um, so bourbon is singularly American. There are seven congressional rules that dictate what makes bourbon bourbon. This is all as of 1963. I'm just going to give you the first three because they're the ones that are I think are most memorable and what you actually just really need to know. Yeah. So a anywhere in America, so you can have Maine bourbon, you can have Alaskan bourbon, you can have Hawaiian bourbon, right? B and not just Kentucky bourbon. The only reason no. most people think Kentucky is because 95% of it, well, 95% of bourbon on the market today comes out of Kentucky. Right. That number is actually dropping. Yeah. But it's still, you know, majority. still very high. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, B, it has to be aged in brand new, never been used before, charred white American oak barrels, right? Fun fact majority of those barrels actually come here out of Missouri. That's right. I Good actually do that, States. which is cool. Yeah, yeah we've majority talked about of, that yeah, one. Majority yeah, of I know they just like rename themselves, but yeah. Yeah, fucking cool, right? That's crazy though, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember driving back and forth between here and Springfield. Never knew it until I started bartending. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, them. Right. Yeah, them. yeah, right there. Right there. Um, and then C, the mash bill. So a mash bill is a recipe of grains that are then milled, fermented, and distilled. It has to be at least 51% corn. Mm-hmm. So that what's, that's what makes bourbon bourbon, right? Right. You can have a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, which means that it has to be at least two years of age. It has to be, if it's less than four years of age, it has to have an age statement on there. So therefore, you know that Jim Beam Kentucky straight white label bourbon mm-hmm. is actually at minimum four years old. Yeah. Right. Right. No age statement, but it's at least four years. Yeah. Right. This is their choice, right? Yeah. 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 But also, like, you also know that it has been distilled within the state of Kentucky. Right. That's what the Kentucky part of it is. It has to be distilled there. Yes. You can also say, like, a Missouri straight bourbon. There's a Missouri straight bourbon whiskey and all Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, The fun, interesting thing about the Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey is that you can get whiskey already distilled and then run it through one of your stills 
and then put it into a barrel and then call it Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Interesting. Sneaky. Yeah, a little sneaky. A little sneaky. It's <laughs> all the time. Happens all the time. Way more than we know, that's for sure. Yes. Well, it's actually, you can learn so much about a whiskey, how it's made and where it's made just by reading a label. Like, you don't have to look at, like, what the brand is. Right. You don't have to look at, like, like whatever. You're just looking at Kentucky Straight or just bourbon whiskey. You're mm-hmm. looking on, like, the label for, is it distilled or by, or is it bottled by? Mm-hmm. Right. And then it'll also tell you, like, bottled by here, whiskey from here. And a lot of times you'll see it says uh, Indiana. Yeah. It's okay. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so... Oh, yeah. Okay, so... No, that's three. good. Yeah, <laughs> no, so that's, I think that's, well, that's perfect. Well, so that's that kind of gives wanted. you like yeah. what, what bourbon is bourbon, right? Right, um, yeah. So with that said, I'm going to give you something that's not... Okay, price points. We're going to try to stay below like 50 bucks, right? Yeah, that's First a great way to start. You're doing, yeah. you're doing an introduction. For, so on the high intros. end of yeah. that, I would recommend Angel Zenvy. It's $49.99 a bottle, give or take. Sometimes you can find it discounted. Yeah. Right. But it's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's about four year age, and then it sits in uh, port wine cast for about oh, six nice. months. Okay. Um, What's great about it is it takes a lot of that heat that, again, a lot of us remember from like high school or like middle mm-hmm. school, <laughs> and it rounds it out, it sweetens it up, and it makes it much more approachable, yeah. right? Um, another one that I would recommend would probably be JTS Brown. No, yeah, JTS Brown <laughs> 80 proof, not the bottled and bond. So 80 proof, that's the lowest a bourbon can be is 80 proof legally, mm, right? Okay. Can't be any lower than that to be called a bourbon. Yeah. Um, so I would do the 80 proof mainly because it's a lower proof. It's not going to be as hot as the bottled and bond, which is 100 proof. Mm. Um, but it is, it's very smooth. It's not harsh. It's super affordable. I think it's like seventeen dollars a wow. bottle. Yeah, right. I, I remember you, you and Pat talking to me about that. Yeah, um, I was like, "What? This yeah. is fantastic." Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's very yeah. interesting, um, but it's the flavor profile on it. It's a lot of like I get caramel toffee. I get like that sugar layer on top of creme brulee. Oh yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Creamy vanilla. The, the caramelized like, sugar caramelized itself. Caramelized sugar mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's one of my personal favorites, and it's super affordable. That's awesome. Um, And then the third one, middle ground, I would probably do, if you can find, um, yeah, Evan Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the 100, the 100 proof, the bottled and bond. White label. I know that's a little hot, the white label, yeah. But I I get Snickers. (laughs) Nice. I get the Snickers flavor out of that one. Snickers. Just like nougat and like nutty, chocolatey, all the above. Nice. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, what about pro level? So if we're going to go pro level, if we're going to get, if you're going to turn a woo boy into a gentleman. JTS bottled and bond. Okay. Right so, there. okay, I'm Boom. one of the people that like doesn't think that the price point equates the quality. Of course not. Because it's totally bullshit agree. to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you just gave us a perfect example, right? Just the regular JTS, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Like the bottled yeah. and bond is phenomenal. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, like that Rebel Yell, the cast drinks that have been coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, are fucking delicious. Really? Oh my god! Everyone that I've had so far, I'm like, damn, it's <laughs> real good. Absolutely, yeah. 
Um, some other really, okay, so I got a lot. I lied. <laughs> um, another pro move would be the um, Johnny Drum. It's a oh, yeah. 101 proof. Okay, yeah. It's a Kentucky family distillery, so it's part of the Willet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. Some good shit, too. Um, that would be another pro move. I would also consider anything from Old Dominic, their healing station. So they're really interesting. And most people, most distilleries, when they do their mash bill, for instance, um, Angels Envy mash bill, Old Forester's mash bill, Woodford Reserve, and, um, what else? There's a couple other ones. They all use the same mash bill. It's 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. It's very, very like common, common yeah. right? right? Well, it was created by this guy named Lincoln Henderson, but he had his hands in a lot of projects, so therefore it kind of disseminated out, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, but it's like the golden ratio. It's mm. phenomenal. It's a phenomenal mash bill. Um, but like uh, Jim Beam, uh, Blanton's, they all, they all have a mash bill of like a high... Like 70, 60, like high 60s to 70s corn, right? right. Mm -hmm. Give or take. Yeah. Um, what Healing Station and Old Dominic does is they do like a like a 54% or a 52% corn. And it's really fucking interesting. Yeah. And it's really, everything that I've had from them is really good. And I actually credit that to their, they're out of Memphis. So it's Old Dominic is the name of it. It's like an old Italian, um, <laughs> just point to Pete. Point, point, to, point to the Joya brother. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> you know, he gets you know, that guy. Italian. That guy, right? Italian. It's probably his, uh, his cousin or uncle or something. <laughs> Dude, we saw this guy last night. I thought looked like their dad's, like maybe brother, and he had a green hoodie on, and it just said Italy with the flag on it. I'm like, dude, I wonder where you got that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, sweet hoodie, where'd you get it? That's how it goes. Yeah. How it We're goes. used to it. Yeah, I was like, it's probably your cousin uncle. <laughs> like, you're related to that guy, right? Man, you know those Catholic families, though. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can't say much. I'm Irish Catholic. So oh, well, there you I'm go. Fucking <laughs> Catholics. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, oh, also, again, literally. Uh, with that said, yeah, so Healy Station, Old Dominic, their master of our master distiller, Alex Castle, is a woman. She's badass. She used nice. to work under the Russells at Wild Turkey. Okay. So she knows a thing or two. She's a badass. She makes damn good whiskey. Hell Highly yeah. recommend. That's one I didn't even know about. Exactly the same. I definitely want to check out. Yeah. And then yeah. I have another one, another one of my personal favorites that I just discovered. It, it plays into getting nerdy. And one of, I think one of the questions that you guys sent me. Mm -hmm. um, ben Holiday. Yeah, definitely. And where's that from? Ben Holiday's from Weston, Missouri. The distillery's oh, been around since man. 1856. Yeah. Exactly. Weston bottled Mo. and bond. Man. Six year aged bottled and bond whiskey. Do you guys know what bottled and bond means? Yeah. We do, but maybe. Well, just, right. Yeah. But let's just put it out there for the those that don't do what we do or, well, I mean, we don't do what you do. But. but so, okay. Yeah. Um,. Zachary Taylor started the Mexican-American War. He was the yeah. president, right? A couple of generations down, Big 1897, Z. his grandson, Colonel E.H. Taylor, capitalized on his grandfather's political roots to get the Bottled and Bond Act passed. So at the time, people were making whiskey all over the place, but Kentucky was really the only place that was aging it for any period of time, and that takes patience, time, and fuckloads of money. Money, yep. So what a lot of people in the Wild West would do 
is they would distill whiskey or distill quote unquote yeah. neutral grain spirit, mm-hmm. throw some coloring or flavoring in there call and call it bourbon, mm-hmm. which no. Wasn't. Right. It was, right. It was definitely not. No. No. Just no. Um, so what Colonel Taylor did is he got the Bottle and Bond Act passed 1897. So that means that your whiskey is distilled from one growing season. It's distilled on the same place where the corn was harvested from. It was then put into a barrel and then into federally regulated warehouses for at least four years. And then it proofed to 100 proof, at least. Mm-hmm. Minimum, yeah. Minimum. Nice. So it was like the first regulation of spirits. So like yeah, if plus you're taxes, hit, yeah, so plus taxes. Come on, government. So yeah, if you're like right? super nerdy <laughs> yeah. and you watch like westerns like me sometimes and you see them come into a saloon and they say like give me some whiskey. But then you also see another western where they like throw a coin down, give me that bonded and you're like bonded whiskey. Oh, there it that's is. That's actually historically accurate. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Somebody so did their research on yeah, the film. Right? Yeah. Get really Fuck excited yeah. about that. This podcast is not brought to you by Fireball. If you are enjoying the show, please share with two friends, subscribe from your favorite platform, or check out our website at sparkleuppod.com. Follow us on our socials at Sparkle Up Pod for Twitter and TikTok, at Sparkle Up Podcast for Instagram, or just Google Sparkle Up Podcast. Drink tomorrow, Montenegro. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and I mean, do you want to go? I mean, we've touched on it a little bit, but when we talked to Pat the other day, he talked about his little notebook of Pat's terrible thoughts. Oh, God. About writing things down, basically kind of like doing the shot um, so that you don't set the building on fire with all the customers in it. Um, Do you have a few terrible bartender thoughts? (sighs) Or just like one that's been a super recurring thing for you? You're a fucking idiot. Besides that? No, 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 no. Did you just jump into it? No. Yeah. No, I I was going to say besides like woo boys and woo girls. Oh, yeah. No, just just, you're an idiot. You're all idiots. Mm -hmm. Like you're dumb. Yeah. No. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right. Also, I think people like left COVID worse. I yeah, you know. Like, so I'm curious as because far as interactions, it's been I agree. Bad, like so, really, so much worse than it ever was. We talked about that a little bit too. I was writing something down yesterday morning about. I was listening to our latest uh, release. We did an interview with our buddy Jacob, and we were talking about New Year's Eve and the amateur night and all that stuff, but. It kind of led me to think about how, for the past at least 10 plus years, maybe more, how more or I guess less connective the interaction is becoming with guests and and either server bartender. Less so, I'd say, at the bar because the customer that's sitting at the bar is kind of on the stage, too, a little bit. I mean, like you can be ignored at a table because the server like pinballs around you, right? Like the server isn't there the whole time, you know, but I think part of what I was like thinking about was like, everybody's on their fucking phone, right? Like we used to talk about it when we worked at a sushi bar lunchtime where people be on their phone, we're slammed. We're coming up to the table to start, start the service, right? We're getting your drink order and we're going and people would just be like, yeah, put their hand up, wave us off. And like, I'm like, well, fuck you. That's 10 minutes before I come back. Yeah. You know? Like, so people, I think I can see what you're saying. Like, I completely agree with that. 
I think that people are a lot more disconnected. I don't think it like disconnected from the experience. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It's like they go to they go to complete sustenance. They don't go for the experience necessarily. Right. Well, I think a lot of that too is um, you you originally. For at least in my perspective, I mean, going out to eat at like a local place that's going to have some, that's not like a diner, right? Yeah, It's going to have something to offer and you're going and it's in a special event. Exactly. Right? It's, it's an occasion. A, it's an occasion. Yes. Yeah. Right. You're not just going. I mean, growing up, like we when we went out to eat, it was an occasion. It wasn't just we're going yeah, out, to eat to go out to eat. Dress up. I remember having to dress right? up as a kid every time. Yep. Yeah. And nowadays, I think we take it for granted. I think people take it for granted because people go out to eat all the time, mm-hmm. like everywhere, all the time. Yeah. There, but there's so many more. Again, there's so many more options. So many more small businesses. So much. So much more um, access to. Mm-hmm. To ethnic style foods, to I'm thinking like Balkan treat box, like yeah, wh- what right? <laughs> right? Or like you can go down to South Grand, and there's Afghani and and Moroccan and Brazilian, and, yeah. But like you have all these more options, so there's more experiences. So you want to go have these experiences, but at the same time, you start to take it for granted, and that agree that um, what's that word I'm looking for? It just d- d- devolves, devolves, yeah, like that that. Uh, bartender and server to customer relationships. So they expect a certain thing Mm -hmm. and that's not the reality of the situation. Agreed. I think the other thing, and I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it too, though. I think the other thing is, and I really try to not do it is looking at the menu on your phone before you even go to the place. Oh yeah. You know, I'm really bad at that. And it's, well, you know, I think it takes away from part of it, right? Cause if I go, I don't want to feel rushed necessarily and I don't want to waste the server's time because we've been in the business forever. So I get it, but I've definitely been guilty of that where I'm like, it takes away from what you're going to experience. I'm like, for example, we dressed up just like that ridiculous picture. <laughs> and you know, you know what we did on a Wednesday afternoon? Oh my God. We went to Cheesecake Factory on purpose because we knew it would be terrible. It was a fucking was a- 45 minute wait. At like 2.30 2 in the afternoon, the dead time. I had no idea there was one in the Galleria. Yeah. I only thought there was, we both thought yeah. there was only one out in Chesterfield. It was a 45 minute wait, so we walked around the mall. Looking like that. Looking amazing <laughs> or terrible. And, you know, we were like, I mean, how would you ever remember all the menu? Like, we were thinking of it from the server side. The fucking place was jammed. Jam-packed. We, were, we chatted up the server, and she was just like, Yep, like all the time, just like this. I'm like, I'll bet she probably cleared three, four hundred bucks for the lunch. Easy, and we're like, for sure, never not getting double set. And uh, what the fuck? I need to go work there. <laughs> That's what we were saying. We're like, I was like, if I ever got back into it, I might do like one or two lunch shifts a week there. Jesus just Christ. go unreal. Cheesecake I mean, factory. You, and you basically shut your brain off, though. Oh, if you're yeah. working, right? I mean, right. you're just you doing the, the same thing test, over and it's over. over. You yeah. don't even like have to talk to the menu. You just drop it. And, well, that's probably also, I don't know, well, 2 30. What the fuck? Yeah, was yeah, it absolutely. just a bunch of like soccer moms? Or, like, no, it was, no. I mean, it was everybody. There was, and I mean, the other thing was, oh. it's like, it was the, the week in between like, Christmas week and New Year's. Christmas uh, New Year's uh, so there's probably a lot of people back home and, and that. So it may not be that way all the time, but still, it was just unreal. And so, I got to say, though, like we weren't going in there knowing like, oh, this is, we're just being ridiculous. We're doing this. Right. 
the food was good. The service was fine, like fantastic. Like she was great. The to turnaround us. time on the food was that's probably why under fifteen went. minutes. That's probably nuts. Yeah. Oh man, the place I'm work, I can't even. I know. Um, <laughs> but no, I wanted to touch on something you mentioned yeah. talking about like looking at the menu before you go. Oh yeah. But I think. I think that was a bigger thing before COVID. I think it had a bigger impact before COVID because since COVID QR codes, that's the new menu. Right. So it kind of like almost negates that you're already looking at the menu. Like, yeah, well, and that's part of what I was already on your phone. It's forcing us all to be on the phone. Exactly. It's like, so that's the restaurants like rebuttal is, well, if they're going to be on their phone, let's make them look at our shit. Yeah. You know, and it does take away from that a little bit. I absolutely think it takes away from it but I also think that like there are people out there that want to have that experience and there yeah. are uh, bars and restaurants that will create that experience right yeah so when I was at sure. planner's house that was the experience that people came there to get they wanted to have that education they wanted to have that bartender server connect or bartender customer connection right yeah. um and I loved that because I was able to really spend time with people, have conversations and be educational. Mm-hmm. You want to try something? Do you want to expand your horizons? Do you want to stick with what you know? Yep, like, let's absolutely. do a flight. Like, yeah, love to do that. That's one of my favorite aspects. But I was working at another place that was like QR code on the menu. Like, listen, we want to help you get food. Your your experience is going to be with the food. The server is just like the addend- the yeah. addendum. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not part of the experience. So I think it just depends on what kind, what you're looking for. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I said, I think a lot of people take it for granted now that we get to go out and we get to have these experiences. I think we're spoiled for them because yeah. it never used to that. be a thing for anybody. And now well, they're anywhere you, anywhere you want to go, you can have a really wonderful experience. It's, it's just a matter of like, how does the guest want to, do you want to experience that? And are you going to be grateful for it? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm trying to remember. So I was on my friend Meredith, uh, and myself and, um, Natasha from Salve Osteria or Natasha's gin room. She was actually fun fact. She was actually the first American inducted into the gin hall of fame. Not a big deal. Shout That's out. a pretty big thing. It's kind of a cool deal. Um, yeah. anyways, so me, her and Meredith were invited on to PBS Donnybrook to do a segment on the industry back in September of 2021. And I said something along the lines of like this restaurant, this bar is my home. Right. Right. And I invite you into my home. I'm going to give you the respect that you give me. I want to create an experience for you. I'm going to respect you. But if you don't respect the fact that you are in my home and treat it like it's my home, then fuck off. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, fuck off. Fuck the fuck right off. Get out the door. I couldn't say this on national TV, but like, I I will say this now. Like, fuck off. Absolutely. You don't deserve the experience that I can give to you. Right. If you're going to treat me, my staff, my establishment, I may not be the owner, but I still have put my blood, sweat, and tears oh, we are, we into know that this all place too well. yeah. behind this bar. Yeah. Like, if you don't respect me, you don't respect my place, then why the fuck should I respect you? Why? Yeah. Like, get fucked. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I was always like, all right, everybody gets a chance, and everybody. then that's their chance. Yep. Yeah. And then it's hard to come back from that if yeah. you 
ask me if I have plantains. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just immediate judgment. It's just like, really, I know, that's it's the impossible. first thing you're going to say to me is like, do we have plantains? You do realize that there are hundreds of more bourbons, hundreds, <laughs> that are just as good even better yeah. and cheaper and than Blanton's. Blanton's yeah. is good. It's good. It's even great sometimes, depending on the single barrel you get. But like, there are so many other things we can do, yeah, we can for do. cheaper. I can do better for cheaper. Like right. you're just spending money because it like you're some American psycho accomplice. Like <laughs> that's two, two interviews yeah. in a row. Two interviews that in a American row. Psycho American psycho brought up. Both by females. Awesome. And all and both correct. Yeah. Um. Very accurate. <laughs> like yeah. it's the same mentality of like being an American psycho. Like they're just spending money to spend money. Cause it's a, a yeah. money's not real. No right. money's not real. Yeah. Like if you really want the experience and you really want to drink good bourbon, like yes, plantains will be a part of your, your, um, not, career your your yeah like your menu your journey, tasting or whatever you know yeah, your journey Blantons will it. be a part of your whiskey bourbon journey of course but there's so many other ones out there and if you limit yourself to that mm-hmm. because it has like this positive famous popular hard to get fucking stigma yeah. then you're an idiot you're right oh, for sure yeah i used to blind taste people at kai the sushi bar that we worked at on different vodkas and i would do <laughs> yeah don't you love it yeah <laughs> Blind taste test on vodka. Because it was a it was a woo girl woo boy person, oh and I was like, God. okay, I'm blind gonna blind taste you on vodka. Yeah, and That's I would great. do like Smirnoff, Stoli Elite. And I think I would do like Belvedere, usually, <laughs> and because money wasn't real to them, right? Money's so they're not just real. like, yeah. I don't. And fucking almost every time that Smirnoff. Yeah. 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 Right in our every well. Time. Every time. Our fucking well great. whiskey. That's Yep. Yeah. I, all of, oh my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Listen, every single human being, I'll say this, every single human being has a different palate. We all taste things differently. I don't care sure. if you take Pappy 23 and put it in a fucking mojito. Do whatever you want with your money, right? Sure. Right. However, because your shit half the time pays my rent. However, right. don't be a fucking idiot about it. Embrace it. Yeah, absolutely. I had this dude yeah. come in. This is how I learned this lesson. I had this like high baller come in, right? Yeah. And at the time I was working at Gamlin and we had, sorry, Dustin, uh, we had this horrendous fucking quote unquote old fashioned on the menu. Reverse shout out. <laughs> Reverse shout out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Dustin. Um, Unshout out. But it it was muddled uh, cherry, muddled oranges, sweet mm-hmm. vermouth, quarter ounce of sweet vermouth, half ounce of or three quarter simple or half ounce simple and two ounces of bourbon with like all that muddled stuff in there. Then shaken really hard and then double shaken really hard after muddled and then double strained. Weird. Yeah. So anyways, people loved it, but it was very Wisconsin like, but it was also like not an old fashioned and it was horrendous. Anyways, I had this really rich dude come in and he wanted to do the Pappy 23 and he wanted to do the Pappy 23 in our old fashioned. So I stopped him. I was like, would you like our household fashioned or would you like more of a pre-prohibition style old fashioned? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he asked, and I was immediately like judged, like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Right? right. Like, I don't want to give you this. Like, I'm right. judging ruining you on your palate. You're ruining yeah. it and yada, yada. Yeah. And this is before I had tasted any of the pappy. So meat to me at the time, you were ruining it. But you can't ruin 23 because it's worthless. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. so he... They shake it. Get he, he's like I t- explain to him how it's made. He doesn't care. He just wants it. So I make it for him. I'm heartbroken, but I make it for him. And then I had this realization when he tipped me five hundred dollars. 
and paid my rent, then mm, wow. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, do your do thing. Do what you want, buddy. You do you, buddy. As soon as it leaves the the poor spout or the cap is open, You're whatever an adult. you want to do, man. Yeah. You are an adult. Throw it away. You drink whatever care. you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter, right? But he owned it. Yeah, hey. He didn't care. He knew what he was getting into, even if he didn't. That's the difference, like, He still like respected me enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, maybe I'm equating respect to like getting tipped, whatever. But at the same time, like, and I know this is kind of sounding like super hypocritical because I super judge people that ask for Tito's and Blanton's. <laughs> oh, man. But I can't wait to order a half and half. Half Tito's, half, half Blanton's. Blanton's. You know, if you just age Tito's, it could, it's going to become Blanton's. It could be it Blanton's. Could be bourbon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Come on. There's too uh, much gluten in it, though. I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all gluten-free. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But, oh. yeah. So... This just, guy wouldn't get yeah. Yeah. So let's do a little quick segue since we're right here on that. I just typed this up as we were as you were talking about that. <laughs> okay. We've got... We gave you a, a kind of a, a notice that we were going to give you an MFK of drinks. Yeah. Right? So you got to marry one, fuck one, kill one. I just added this in because it made me think of it. We're going to do two levels of this. We're going to do one as an MFK of drinks to make. And since we're doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it with that one first. I've got three for you. Hot off the press. In no particular order. All right. All right. Dustin's old fashioned. <laughs> Mojito of your choice. Uh. Blanton's neat. <laughs> so you got to. Yeah. You got to marry one of Ma- those. Marry one of them. <laughs> oh. I thought that would be good. That's perfect. I mean, I'm going to marry the Blants because that's my like ticket to never have to work again. Right? That's correct. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the never having to work. That's the, you know, marry rich kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hope that's hope crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Two, two for the girl two. last night, same deal. We gave her float trip beer, cider, or champagne. And she's like, well, I mean, champagne. I will have a baller house. I'll never see my husband. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, my God. If I married Blanton's, he'd always be off horseback riding mm-hmm. or doing something, yeah. like playing golf or polo, and I could yeah. just sit and drink, like... Yeah, Blanton's or Tito's, if you wanted. Yeah. Probably have some of them. Drink anything, have a hill, all I want. Okay, well, that, that um, leaves... Okay, so Mojito and Dustin's Old Fashioned to so- fuck or kill. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I really got it. I despise mojitos and that old fashioned. Same. Fucking despise. I mean, you describing it made me think of it. I'm like, I don't want to oh, make yeah. that ever. No, no, it sounded terrible. Imagine nope. getting your shit kicked in and you got and like you 30 of them on a ticket. Fucking like, muddle. Takes... Well, what I started to do, and I said, fuck muddling, because we had cold draft. I would just shake real fucking hard. Like, yeah, high shit. five on that one. Same with mojitos. I stopped. I just Nobody is smart enough muddling. to know the difference. No. They're nope. not. They don't know. They'll no. never. They'll never know. They'll never. They'll never know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna fuck a mojito because it reminds yeah. me of Puerto Rico. There you there go. You go. I love, love it. That. Love yeah. it. And we're yeah. killing Dustin. And we're killing Dustin. Sorry, Dustin. I'm sorry, right. Dustin. Again. Sorry, old fashioned. That's All twice right. now. I love it. <laughs> All right. So yeah. yeah. All right. Now so this are... was the one that we thought of beforehand. Didn't give you ahead of time because we do want you to just pick as you pick considering your level of expertise we had to spend some time on this one uh-huh oh, and okay. so it's an mfk of ones you would drink right okay. so again marry one fuck one kill one and we went with well whiskeys <gasps> 10 high okay kentucky tavern okay and old crow 
Oh. So still MFK, but we tried to pick ones that like, I was like, I like 10 high. Like I, I, I don't drink mind some, Kentucky Tavern. Yeah, I can drink some Kentucky Tavern. I can also drink Old Crow. Yep. Hold on. Is Kentucky Tavern even actually bourbon? I thought it was just like a blend. Well, well, this would again. It could I'm, be a brand. I'm just curious. This plays into my answer. Absolutely, okay. I get right. that. But though, yeah, those uh, we knew that these ones have all been on a rail well for us. So yes, <laughs> yeah. You go to the store; it's below shoulder level. <laughs> it is definitely lower yeah. shelf. Okay. Ooh, Mary Fuck Hill Kentucky Tavern Ten High or Old Crow? Mm-hmm. Shit. I would probably marry Ten High. All right. It's just so good. It's not bad. It's a good whiskey. I would probably, I'd probably fuck Kentucky Tavern. Okay. And Old Crow, I'd kill because it just tastes like straight up corn oil to me. There, <laughs> it's just corn oil. Very, yeah. very corn heavy. And it's, yes. All this is Jim Beam. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's oh, perfect. Yeah, so with all of your knowledge, I was like, oh, let's go shitty well whiskey. Yeah, super <laughs> low. Love, man, I love shitty well whiskey, though. Like, it's oh, right. just... Why? You know what right. you're getting, you know? A few Fourth of Julys ago, I bought a handle of Old Charter 8. It's not eight year, but just Old Charter 8 yeah. for like 15 bucks. Yep, and like, handle. It handle. It handle, and yeah. I was just like walking around... Like, I was at a friend's house, just like, burp, yeah, burp, and I went to another party and was just like, here, you want some whiskey? You want some yeah. whiskey? <laughs> and I got about halfway through it, between Damn. myself and every other place Yeah, I anybody want. you're handing it mm-hmm. to, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> the things that we put in our mouths pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, that means it's time. We're going to do awesome list time. I hope that you gave it some thought. I know that I definitely tried to give you some heads up and say, you know, this is what... It is, and I know... I feel like you've touched on some of these things, actually, already. I, I would 100% agree. I yeah, mean, you mentioned sure. Puerto Rico. You've mentioned, like, all of the different whiskey tastings you've been able to do. So there's a lot of cool shit in there already, but it's your call, of course. Yeah. And so we we asked for about five, but just start going. Yeah, whatever Think you of want. something. Um, the time I backpacked through Nicaragua and survived by reading tarot to people... What? That's a mic drop. <laughs> like fucking perfect. Holy cow. Reading tarot to people. Well, so I would bartend at the hostels, but you don't make any money doing that. And you basically just subsist. So mm-hmm. I'd read tarot to like gringos. Nice. Dude. <laughs> In Nicaragua. In Nicaragua. Not a big deal. Before mm-hmm. Nicaragua got real bad again. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I boarded down a volcano. Oh, An sweet. active volcano. One of the most active volcanoes in the Western Hemisphere. That's fucking awesome. Yep. That's extremely awesome. I swam naked with eagle rays. What? With with what? Eagle rays. Eagle rays. Oh. Yeah. What? Holy shit. It was on 4th of July. Still. (laughs) A lot of old charter. (laughs) Oh, no. A lot of Florida Kanye. A lot of rub. Oh, hell yeah. Florida Kanye. All the Florida Kanye. Shout out Florida (laughs) Kanye. Shout out Florida Kanye and shout out Tonya's. Drunk on love? Nope. Drunk on rum. So much rum. Uh, Yeah. That's three. That's That's, pretty Yeah, that's pretty solid. Just murdered three right there. Those are awesome. Yeah. I, um, I got to... I got to pick a Maker's Mark single barrel. Well, that's that's not even that awesome anymore. I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty, cool. pretty awesome. But like everybody's like picking single barrels now. 
It's fine. Um, I traveled a bunch this year. I don't know. Yeah. I forgot. I was hey, no worries. That. No. Uh, I did back-to-back trips from L.A. to New Orleans to New York this summer, which was pretty cool. Yes. And Damn. where did you go for each of those? There were specific things yeah, that you were attending. So for New York, I was at Bar Convent Brooklyn. So this is the first time I've been able to do any of this, like really get out to like the national industry and really interact and like rub elbows with people. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a really fun experience. Um, Bar Convent Brooklyn was amazing. I got to meet Julie Reiner. Um, Julie Reiner of like Drink Masters, Julie Reiner of Landa, of the ladies of, of Clover Club, of like, yeah. like, yeah, I got to meet her. That's um, fantastic. Which was yes. really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to meet Ivy Mix because she was at Landa. So that was really fucking wow. cool. Of like, yeah, they're just titans. Oh, anyways, yeah. I want to be them someday. <laughs> Um, and then I also went to LA for work. So I got to go to Venice beach and like hang out on the Pacific ocean for a little bit. No big deal. Did some actual like Japanese style karaoke in a private room with with bottle service and the whole deal. So I felt super bougie and had a blast. And then I was in New Orleans the week after staying on Bourbon street at the Royal Sonesta and for tales of the cocktail. Yep, bad to the bone. That's bone. fucking rad. We got to get to some of which these. Which cool. Which means we need to make yeah. more money on this podcast. Which We're gonna yeah. work on that. Please, and then if you guys go, then I'll just get, tag along with you. There you go. There you go. So that I don't have to spend all the money to stay at the Royal Royal Sinesta by myself. There you go. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think that makes a hell I mean, of an awesome list. I agree. Thank you for I that. I mean, that makes a hell of an episode. No doubt. And we crushed a ton of time. We've got nothing but content here. We're super excited. Sweet. And honestly, Claire, thank you thank for you so making much. some time. Yeah. Making time, man. Coming and, and hanging sure. with us. Be happy to have you on again and just, yeah. you know, shoot the shit. And- Absolutely. We'll think through some other things we could talk about. And if anything comes up, shoot it our way. But yeah, yeah. for now and as always, sparkle up. Sparkle up. Sparkle up, motherfuckers. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share this podcast with a few friends that would enjoy it as well. Word of mouth is always a great way to get others interested. As mentioned, please do like, share, and subscribe. You can find us at sparkleuppod.com with links to everything sparkly. If you want to become a member sparkler, go to our Patreon and find a level that fits you. Every bit counts. Thank you again. As always, sparkle up. Sparkle up.